Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Sewing Out Loud. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue, and Mallory's making me laugh. We have a new warm up pleating, ruffling, and puffing. Pleating, our, ruffling, our, and our, puffing. Our <laughs> puffing, ruffling, and pleating. Now that, well, I could Puffing, that. ruffling, pleating. Ru- pro- well, Did that make it too easy? What What is the one that we used, that they used to tell you to say to warm up? Red leather, yellow leather, yeah, red, red leather, leather, yellow, yellow leather. leather. Yeah. Thank you. We're not talking about leather. Thank you, public We're school talking about music. ruffling, pleating, and puffing. You could have a leather ruffle, pleat, or puff. <laughs> Or yellow, <laughs> or yellow, or red, red leather, leather, ruffle pleater puff. That's right. Okay, let's let's get into this. This episode is inspired by an encounter I had at my husband's Christmas party. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you not? I told you about this. I ran into Jane there, and I found out that her husband works with my husband at the elementary school, and she said that she is loving listening to the podcast. She is a customer of ours when we had the store. And she said, can you do one on ruffling and pleating? I was like, well. And she actually knew the difference. That's good. Or does she know the difference? Uh, well, she doesn't. She knows there's a difference, but she doesn't understand it. I'm not sure. Okay. And honestly, she was also talking about smocking a little bit. Ooh. So I'm not sure that this will answer all of her questions or all of all of the questions that might exist about ruffling and pleating. But we'll try our best. Okay. okay? Let's talk about ruffling what a ruffle is. Okay. Now, we've talked about ruffles before on this podcast in our episode about ruffles versus flounces. Right. Okay. But I don't think it'll hurt anybody <laughs> to hear it again. So what's a ruffle? So a ruffle is a length of fabric that is gathered on one side. Yes. Generally one okay. of the long sides. And it can be gathered with just a long stitch and then the bobbin thread pulled. So that basically those stitches are gathering up on that uh, uh-huh. bobbin thread. Or it can be, um, you can actually stitch over something in it with a zigzag motion, like go over a cording. Mm-hmm. Uh, dental floss is one that's popular, re- really popular with netting. I like dental floss if you're okay. doing netting or um, a tool. And anybody that thinks a tool that 
you know, if you want to gather tulip and make it look full, you just buy like two and a half's worth. No, you buy like <laughs> 10 times or 100 times worth. Like for a tutu? Yes, yes. Yeah. It's a lot, a lot, a lot. That's kind of funny because I feel like the stitching over stitching over dental floss or stitching over cord, uh-huh. these are applications that work for that very lightweight stuff, like shears, yes. or for really heavy or stuff. Or for really heavy, exactly. Like Be- home deck right, right. ruffle. I mean, if you have something that... that that's heavy, say, and you do a, a long, you know, stitch, and you pull your bobbin thread. It's not gonna. It's just probably not gonna gather it up as easily. Or what happens is you're pulling so hard you will break that thread. In fact, I don't make ruffles like that because I just don't like to risk that my bobbin thread is yeah. going to. If break. I if I make a ruffle like that, it's on something pretty, you know, fairly light and fairly short. So yes. if I'm only gathering a sleeve cap. You feel okay, sure, doing right? that. Right. I, I, I'm not going to stitch over according. I'm probably just going to use a long stitch and pull my bobbin thread. And that's, uh, I think a sleeve cap's very different from a ruffle. And do you know, Mallory, why do you pull the bobbin thread? Because it pulls better. <laughs> Actually, because it is the only one that pulls. Right. If you only, pull yeah. your tops, okay, the stitch that's done on your sewing machine is called a lock stitch. Right. Which means it locks. Mm-hmm. So if you pull the top thread, all you do is lock it. Lock it harder. So you need to know when you're gathering, you need to know which which thread is your bobbin thread. If it's hard for you to identify, and it is hard to, it's not simple, a simple thing to just look at, then use a different color thread in your bobbin, uh-huh. and you'll always know which one's your bobbin thread. Um, so... Ruffling is gathering of the fabric. Yes. Right? Yes. And, oh, you know what the other way that you can ruffle something is? Using on the on the serger. Uh-huh. You get a real long stitch, and if you want to gather the fabric along that serger stitch, you can pull on your needle threads. That's right. Okay, so there's another. Right hint for you there you can also surge over cording if you yes, play your cards absolutely. right you know if you know how to no if do well that. the elastic foot for the baby lock has a, a little, little hole. hole it's you know really great for fishing wine and um dental floss and any kind of heavy like a button button hole, twist twist anything like that and it'll go right over it uh so you can do that on the serger the serger also has differential feed that will I, I would call that a ruffle. Yes, it does. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, well, the other thing, you know, you can ruffle by doing a, a running hand stitch. Yeah, okay. There you okay. go. There you go. It's just that we we will, t- you and I anyway, we'll tend to go to a machine first. <laughs> or you can just go over to your machine and just shove fabric under the press. You can do that too. You can. <laughs> you can keep it from feeding and let it, you know, I mean. I'm just talking right. about sometimes, I mean, I can't remember why I've done this before. I never would have done this if it didn't work on my project but something needed to be ruffled up and I was just like I'm just gonna shove this in here and stitch over this so basically you're fabric. pleating it as you're sewing is yeah, what but you're it, talking about uh, pleating would be too nice of a word right it wasn't regular you're ju- li- yeah. literally shoving <laughs> yes. yes I've done not that too forcing it not forcing right. just just you know folding it up okay. trying to be less than ugly there we go there and it worked I would it does it works I wouldn't recommend right. it for everything yeah. but uh okay so let's let's talk about the difference maybe if you were pleating a dog bed or roughing a dog bed you could do that let's talk <laughs> about pleating real quick and why right. these things can sometimes and this is why we get confused yes get mixed because up. you will be sold a ruffler foot to do pleating yes so they call it a ruffling foot, 
And what it does is it pleads. And it's okay. Like, I don't know. I don't think this is some kind of thing that, you know, don't be, like, angry about it or anything. Like the people who sued Home Depot for selling two-by-fours. Because they were one-and-a-half one one by three-and-a-half by three-and-three-quarter or whatever. Yeah. Which is the industry standard. Right. Anyway. So I don't think any place calls them a pleading foot. They're just all called ruffler feet. Right. They're just called ruffler feet. So with this And it's it's quite a fancy gizmo. It is. It will not look like any of your other feet. Gizmo's the right word. It is a gizmo gizmo. <laughs> and someone published an ebook on how to use the ruffler foot. I'm having a little bit of deja vu because I think maybe I've mentioned that in our other episode. Uh-huh. And if I can find that again, I'll link to it. I they, think you said episode. Episode. In the episode <laughs> about the ruffler and the flounces. Uh <laughs> then I will I will link to that ebook because it's great. So what the ruffler foot does is actually pleat. So it what does. is let's define what a pleat is. So it's basically what you'd say a fold over or a tuck, right? Okay. In a in the fabric. Mm-hmm. Just it's just like when you pleat a skirt. Yes. Right? Or you what else do you pleat? I don't know. I would just call it more of a fold. It is a fold. A very regular and and it's regular and fold. consistent. Yes. Exactly. And this what that is what this foot does is it takes the chunk of the fabric and it, you know, shoves it shoves it Nicely. into that pleat. <laughs> right. Shoves it into that. Whatever. There's nice shoves. There yeah, I it guess. shoves it nicer it than does. what I was it describing does. earlier. You know, but 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 it shoves it into this pleat and then of course you're stitching on it at the same time. Yes. And then it comes you know, that that gizmo comes back. <laughs> now this is also attached to your needle bar. Yes. So it, that's how it works by going up and down with your needle. So what it does on the foot, what you can do, you can regulate the depth of the pleat. So but, does this fabric get folded right. over a quarter inch or an inch or whatever? Right. And then you also regulate the um, frequency. The, the frequency. Man, I almost didn't have that word. Yeah. The frequency right. of the fold. So the fold will go like every two stitches or every four stitches or every whatever stitches. I don't. Yeah. Do, I think it might, does well, it go up to four? Well, the markings are kind of arbitrary to me because I have different feet that like say different. Oh, Here's yeah. the deal. Talk about test or no test. There you go. You test. You test with you your ruffler test. foot. You test. Okay? You also, another thing that comes in into play here is your stitch length. I, it's exactly what I was okay. going to say. You also regulate it by the stitch length. Mm-hmm. And of course, on every fabric, each of these settings Gives well, you a different, a different result. result. Yeah, because so of So you have to test. You, there's no way you can go, oh, well, unless you're using the same type of fabric over and over and over. Sure, sure. Now, I will tell you when I used this one time, and it was, I felt like it was the best invention that ever hit. Mm-hmm. I was costuming 22 girls. This was for, um, do you remember the costumes I uh, made? And, uh, for how? Hello, it, Dolly? No, no, no. It was, it, was, it was a show choir thing, and it's... Um, don't tell mama. Oh yeah. And they had a sequin like sort of sequin and velvet dress, but underneath they had a petticoat. Oh. And then they pulled up the side of the dress yes. and the petticoat showed. Yes. Okay. Remember it was beautiful. I got an award. But anyway, <laughs> I, you'd, you'd have thought it was the Oscar when I got it. I had no idea that an there was award. the best costume. Yeah, I, award. I had no idea the one was given or anything. And there and immediately uh, the 
people I was with, the group, which were mostly parents, turned around and said, you'll get it like yeah. that. And I, and, I, and I thought, well, for what? Because, of course, I had, you know, two groups up there, I think, yeah. at the time. But um, so I had this multicolored sequin dress that underneath um, I put these petticoats. And the petticoats were a combination of a chartreuse and pink. a pink and a blue and a blue a real vibrant they were all real vibrant and but the petticoats only had two colors to them so you could have like pink and green or pink and blue or blue and green blue and green Is yeah there were three combos i think Is yeah i think right? that's right yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes yeah so what it was was and they had to drop these okay so these petticoats showed one time and another time they had to fall off i mean this is all while people are dancing and singing right so in Don't Tell Mama, it's something about show. I can't remember the line. It's about showing your bloomers or something. Uh-huh. Well, we weren't showing bloomers because bloomers were going to get too be too hard to get off. Right. But we showed the skirt. We right. pulled. We had a thing where they pulled the skirt up and it, you know, the bottom of the skirt velcroed to Perhaps the waistline. Perhaps it was the line something about a pair of lacy pants. I don't remember or something like that. But anyway, yeah. I know the line was more about pants. But yeah, I may you know I. Took art, my artistic license and made it. Um, <laughs> but I, hey, I won the award, so it worked. There you go. Okay. There you so go. anyway, that was like a seven-inch ruffle on yeah. the bottom of that petticoat. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I just sat and ruffled. What I did pleated, right? right. With, okay, r- yeah. I pleated with the ruffler. <laughs> there you go. So what I actually what I did is I had these seven-inch pieces of fabric, and I um, on each edge I hemmed with a rolled edge a rolled edge on, on the, the serger, serger right and i just had these yards and yards and yards and yards of fabric that i pleated yeah okay so cuz who's going to did you want to sit there and pull a bobbin thread or you know I bet that was a loud night in the sewing room. The ruffler's loud. It is. It's kind of yeah. And then if you, depending on what you said it, it might be. But anyway, that that this is like car talk when they ask him to mimic the sound of cars. This sound or that sound? Yeah. Well, what's funny is I used to do that with my father from college, and he could tell me what was wrong with my car. But anyway, so. Those skirts went on and on. Uh, those actual petticoats went on and on for years and lived many lives because of their colorfulness. And and they were circle skirts. Yes. They were so circle they, skirts with a drawstring waist. So if they, you can make them fit at somebody's waist? Yep. You had a yep. skirt. Yep. Yes. I, I put elastic in the waist, and I believe they Velcroed so you could, you know, could just drop them. Or, I mean, they, li- they lived a long, happy life. I remember well those right. skirts but I, I think i might have ruffled for like 10 hours so that will so that ruffler foot is going to pleat for you it's going to fold right. regularly and it folds all the pleats in the same direction right there are different types of pleats right and what, well i guess uh-huh. the other thing i want to say you know as i'm telling you i'm doing these lengths and lengths of fabric right i of course tested and guesstimated and yeah. all of this you don't know exactly what length you're going to wind up with. Right. So you want to always do your guesstimate and then add, you know, 10 or 20% or whatever. So it's not like you can take a piece of fabric on a specific length of something and know you can add it to it. Right. Okay? Because it might not, it just might not work well, out. Well, you can, exactly. yeah, you can exactly estimate, right. okay, right. I did 
I ruffled up a yard of this and came up with this, but it no. can vary. You ruffled up a, lar- a yard and you came up with 12 inches. Yeah, you, so, so you need three times the right, fabric right. or whatever, you know. Uh, it won't, you need to buy extra. Right, make extra, and you right? need to think about how you're, now, it will do this too. You can lay a flat piece of fabric on your on your sewing machine bed, basically under that, that ruffler foot, mm-hmm. And the fabric can go through the ruffler, and you can attach and can sew at that? the same time. Can you do that with a ruffler? Yes. I know. I thought you could do that with the gathering foot, but I didn't know about the ruffler. Both. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, well, we're so talk you can about, do it on your machine and your okay, serger. We're right. going to talk about that right. in, the, in the second half of the podcast. Because, again, everyone's tired of listening to us, and you think you're going to get a break, and then you're going to have to listen to one of our commercials. <laughs> okay. We'll be back. Hey, Mom. Yeah? Um, you can feel free to compliment me. Oh, no. On, on what? On this. What? My feel free to compliment me enamel lapel pin. Oh, Mallory, every time that you hear something wrong, are you going to make a lapel pin about it? Maybe. Um, do you, do you want one? Yes, I do. Okay. Well, Isn't it teal? Yes, it's teal and pink, and you can get one by going to sewhere.com slash compliment. Just so you know, I'm not putting it on my lapel. It's going on my hat. Oh, it's going on your hat. It could be a hat pin, too. Okay, all right. So if you want to get in on the feel free to compliment me uh, in in on the club, go to sewhere.com slash compliment and order our very first sewhere.com lapel pin. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Okay, mom got a little little ahead of me. Okay. On my okay. on my flat application. But here's the stuff. deal. For any of you out there who've raised girl children, <laughs> female children. Oh, you don't think this happens with boys? I don't know because I've never raised any. <laughs> but you know how you are like the smartest woman in the world to them. Like they're like 11, 12 just before that puberty hits and they go to bed one night and then they wake up and they're this different animal, and you have become the stupidest woman on earth. Okay? This just, okay, I just taught Mallory something today. How old are you now? 28. I'm 28. I'm oh, you're still making it smarter sound like than I you. I was really mean to you. I'm still I was smarter. Just okay. asking. Okay. I, I imagine there will be knowledge I take, right? <laughs> To my death. And I'll never learn. <laughs> that, because I have so much. There's such a bank. I cannot convey it all to you. Okay. 
I, I just want you to realize I, this. I believe I believe that. Well, I won't fact yeah, check you. I'm then. not saying I don't learn from my children now. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. see, I I'm I'm I am. No, um, there there was one time I had to fact check you on something on the podcast. Yeah. And you were yeah, incorrect. Yeah, yeah, I was. Okay. Well, I'm... I was semi incorrect. It had changed. It okay. had changed. I was correct, but my time had passed. I was correct twenty <laughs> years ago. The era. Had passed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so what I was asking, I wasn't sure about the ruffler foot and attaching it to flat fabric. Mom says you can for sure do it. Okay, so we're going to talk about gathering feet. Okay, you gather them together, and then you have all the feet in the world. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. I'm a foot gatherer. <laughs> We truly are the feet gatherers then. Right. We are the gatherers of feet, yes. gathering feet. Well, actually, they were making fun of my feet the other night, Ariel, because my feet are not big enough. Like on some of the tricks, you have to wrap your foot like twice, and I run out of foot. Hey, guys, mom does aerial yoga. Well, no, this was, this was aerial. This was aerial silks. silks. This was Easy. actually circus stuff. Okay, so with you with the ruffler foot, which is actually, we now know from listening to the podcast, a pleater. It pleats the top layer of fabric. Right. And you can run another layer underneath. Right. And you can attach uh, that top pleated layer to that flat fabric underneath. All in one process. All in one step. And because that ka-cha-ka-cha, ka-cha-ka-cha, ka-cha-ka-cha does not hit the bottom. The the foot has, you know, like two layers to it. Right, mm-hmm. right. Okay, so let's move on to gathering feet. Because gathering okay. feet also have that guard on them. Right. When you gather on a serger, generally what you're doing is employing differential feed. Right. I, if I just want to toot my own horn here, wrote an excellent blog post about differential feed on a serger, <laughs> which we will link to in this okay. podcast. And just in case everybody. Because my mom taught me about differential feed. Is that what you were going to say? <laughs> no, but that's true. Okay. But what I was going to say is someone the other day suggested to someone that their fabrics were, you know, they were taking two layers of fabric and they were putting it through their there uh, it was two like pieces of fabric and uh-huh. they were seaming on their serger and they weren't coming up with the same amount of fabric at the end right, right. there was some left over you know the top layer or the bottom layer i don't remember if it was even mentioned but someone said oh fix your differential feet no okay let's yeah. let's that's another that's, that's another podcast yeah. let's talk don't do that write that's that down not, that will not work okay well let's talk about ruffling though but okay. good good no that's really good okay so You'll, you'll employ your differential feed, though, to ruffle. And yes. the differential feed, the front set of feed dogs on your serger will move faster than the second set. Right. And it will create a buildup of fabric. So this is what you need to know about a serger. If it has a differential feed, there are some that don't that are 110 years old or whatever. Haha, <laughs> they weren't even They're probably only that. like 60 yeah. years old. Yeah. But no. anyway. <laughs> only about as old as you. <laughs> the feed dogs on your sewing machine the ones in the front and the ones in you the back. You just said sewing machine. I know. I meant to. The feed dogs on your sewing machine okay. move together. They're yeah. a one set thing. Uh-huh. Sergers with a differential feed, those feed dogs are two separate mechanisms and one can move faster than the other. I, I just feel like that's what I just said. I know, but I'm saying on your sewing machine, they won't do that. I know. We're going to talk about that okay. in a second. Okay. Mom's really getting ahead of me here. So oh my. on your serger. This is really a hard day. Yeah. On your serger, you are 
making that front set of feed dogs move faster in this instance, you can make them move slower, but that's a different application. And it makes that build up a fabric. And so then you get a ruffle. Right. Okay. Because it's gathered. The gathering foot or the ruffling foot on the serger has that same guard that we were talking about from ruffler foot land except the fabric that you want to keep straight it would go on top right okay because the function that's ruffling on the serger is your feed dogs right okay so we're we're ruffling underneath versus the pleater the ruffler foot is ruffling on top now to confuse everyone now over to the sewing machine and the gathering foot there well but when you're talking about the back feed, okay, I can go to my sewing machine and I can keep my fabric from feeding through by holding it behind the foot and not letting the back feed dogs take it. And I can ruffle like that. Uh-huh. Now, I don't like it very much. Well, you can you also, can. The, okay, if you get a gathering foot or a ruffler foot for your sewing machine. Well, right. But what I'm saying is that's on your regular foot. You yes. can do that with your regular foot because you are keeping the back of your fabric from hitting the feed dogs. Right. Okay. You're holding it up. Right, right. It, and it's a technique you have to develop. I've I've never done that. I've done it on sleeve caps. I just think that's, that. That's sleeve cap stuff. When we say back feed dogs, we mean the back the of back the feed dogs. The back of the feed dogs. Because yes. remember, they're the same unit on the it's sewing one, machine. It's one right. piece. Yeah. That uh, was a on little. On the serger, they're two separate pieces on your sewing machine. You know, I this might. Not mean anything now, but someday that might make sense in something that you're doing. Absolutely. But just so we know, I don't know of a sewing machine that actually has two sets of feet. No, I don't either. So over on the sewing machine, though, there's another way to gather. Right. And it's where you mess with tension and stitch length. Mm -hmm. And those are things that will be in your owner's manual or be in the directions for your presser foot that you buy for your machine. And you can do this gathering technique where you mess with tension and stitch length with a normal foot. Right. What the gathering foot does, or the ruffler foot, before you go out and buy it, what it does is it creates that guard once again. Right. Just like on the serger. And just like on the serger, you can just do your differential feed with the normal foot too and get that one ruffle. But if you're trying to apply it to flat fabric, that's where the foot comes in for the sewing machine and the serger. So let's just... I just wanted to make sure people knew you don't actually have to have a ruffler foot to make a ruffle on the serger. That's correct. Okay, you don't actually have to have the gathering foot on the sewing machine right. in order to I gather. think that was what I was trying to get across, Okay, too. yeah, yeah. And, you know, the gathering foot on the sewing machine, though, is it seated a little further forward? Does it not put pressure on the back of the fabric? Now that I'm thinking about it, it might do what you were just talking about a little you bit. Know, assist in that process. It's a shorter foot. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think about how it actually functions. Yeah. Well, I know. I know it works easily. Well, yeah. one of one of the things, though, that it does do is create that guard. Yeah. And you can put that straight fabric on top. Yeah, exactly. I think Now. Oh, go ahead. The biggest question, and maybe you want to back up here, the biggest question people have on this is how do you determine the perfect length of ruffle fabric to straight fabric? Test. Test. And it's a guesstimate. And it, yeah, you need extra ruffle. It's not, it's not going to be, you know, you're not going to wind up with this perfect finished product. Right. You know, you're going to have to trim somebody off at the end. Trim and finish, right? Right. right. So when do we use this? There we and go. Here comes another term. Uh-huh. Puffing. Okay. Okay. So what puffing is, and you see this a lot in heirloom fabric. Mm-hmm. I think of Martha Pullen and 
She is. She was a sta- puffing all over the place. Yeah, she was a stand up. She is a stand up dog and pony show. She's a, she's a she's always a funny lady. Um, but uh, it's when you have two flat pieces of fabric and then you have that gathered fabric in between, and it does. It looks like a puff. Okay, it looks just, it's a little puff. And of course, this is usually done on fabrics that are like the, um, oh, like a batiste, something the, like that, a soft fabric. Right, a yeah. soft, light fabric. Now, I want to tell you guys all this. I'm going to see if I can do this, something similar to this, and use this technique down the side of a pair of leggings. Of course you are. And I'll be testing this around and seeing what I can come up with. Okay, Mom, I'm looking at the gathering yep. foot right now. I left, I left Mom. I see And that. it does. Look, it, yep, it puts it's pressure short. toward the front. Mm-hmm. Only so, on the front. So Mom's telling you about, like, the old school way right. to do this. And I guess I was a little wrong in saying that the only thing that the gathering foot provides is the guard. Okay. Yeah. That's what I said. So it, it the gathering foot will make gathering easy, even yes. if you're just making the ruffle. Right. So I, I'm taking I'm taking that back a little bit. Uh, so if you I want, said. if yeah. So the gathering foot on the sewing machine, you know, is is useful in that way, right. and it will only put pressure. It it's before the needle. Right. It's in front of the needle. It is. So puffing. This I think brings us to a really good point about ruffling on machines. And when you expect the machine to do all of your ruffling for you, Uh it might not give you the look you want to just run it through the machine, depending on the weight of the fabric. Right. Okay. Because you just said Batiste. Okay. You use the differential feed on your serger and you run some lightweight Batiste through there. You're going to get a ruffly ruffle, ruffle, ruffle. And that is, you know, the serger has a similar looking foot to that. Yes. But if you run home deck fabric through it won't do it at all you're gonna yeah, i mean if, it's, that. if yeah. it's too heavy of a fabric it's not gonna ruffle it you know it's not gonna gather it i'm sorry there it's not go. gonna gather it at all yes it's not you're gonna have to get out your dental floss or whatever and okay and one zigzag year, or whatever one year baby lock had this thing oh, dear this is i hope that jane who used to work for us listens to the podcast not the jane i saw at the party this a different jane and not the jane sewing machine okay <laughs> We made all these flowers. Baby Lock had that. Uh, I thought you were going to tell you about Martha Pullen pillowcase, but go no, ahead. No, no, that's a funny story. Uh, we made all those roses, and Baby Lock has this point system where as an employee, right. you could get points and redeem them for merchandise and stuff. And what they had you do was that you fold a piece of silk in half, run it through the machine, With the run ruffler. it through the serger, right. uh, using differential feed, right. okay? And then they said, okay, but then use the needle threads to pull to compose the flower. Right. It wasn't going to be ruffled up enough right. to do that. And don't you remember Jane made like 50? A million, yeah. Yeah, no, no, which gorgeous. might as well because be a million. Because they sent them for something. I can't remember. It was, it was... for an organization that helped uh, women who uh, were in financial distress. They were like boutonnieres or, or something yes. they made out of them, something they, like that. They were to go with professional outfits. And they wore the rose. And this was a, you know, supposed to be like a real classy looking. A signature thing. You know, pin yeah. uh, that, that they could wear with those right. outfits. And right. so they were collecting gently used office attire. Right. Uh, as well. But yeah, Jane made like 60 million of yeah. them. But that was my first, and that was one of my first baby lock techs. Uh-huh. And that was one of my first encounters with accenting the ruffle that's made on the serger with, with, with enhancing, 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 it, enhancing it. it by pulling the threads again. So 
when we talk about ruffling and pleating and stuff, we've talked about a lot of machine mm-hmm. applications here. And then, Jane, I don't know if this is really the question you were asking me at the Christmas party, but pleading for smocking. <laughs> well, okay. So in smocking, hand smocking. Hand smocking. Okay. Machine smocking is not true smocking because it will, it will take the stretch out. Sure. It sews it down. So, but what? however you... In both, both the faux smocking that people do on a machine, uh-huh. okay, and hand smocking, you start out with a machine called a pleater. Yes. Okay? And all it does, you can do this by hand, but it's really awful. I, I did it by hand when I was a young, Is young that child. Is that with that, like, accordion-looking piece of, like, paper? No, no, no. Okay, never no, mind. No, no. I'll, I'll that's just... a pleater. That That's another kind of pleater. Okay, never okay. mind. Okay, so the smocking... <laughs> Okay, so what you have is you have like this, it looks like this little sort of mechanism and it has like a bar on it and it'll have like 15 needles. Yeah, little. Hand, like little hand, so, hand sewing looking needles. needles. Okay. And you run the fabric through that and what it's doing is it's doing a running stitch in all of these rows, right? Yeah. And it's <laughs> pleating this fabric and with this thread basically you're coming up with a grid of points yes where it has been pierced by these needles Mm -hmm. okay and smocking is done by hand on a grid pattern Uh uh-huh okay and that's how you know you get the little pictures of ducks and ducks and whatever or or sometimes it's just you know a geometric pattern or anything and when you do that by hand, that, okay, so that's called a pleater in smocking, is that machine. And you roll it, you roll it like, um, what do you call this, like a crank. Yeah. Right. So you're cranking. Like the Kimmy Schmidt crank. No. Yeah. So you're cranking it through, right? You're cranking it through on one side, okay? And generally, you can, you can pleat something like from one end, but you can't complete, like you can't. You could not smock an entire piece of fabric like in its whole horizontal. Does yeah. that make sense? Like with right. So sometimes you're pleating. You are going to pleat an insert. Yes. Because you know, well, you can only do it so wide, like eighteen inches or something. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yes. Right. Okay. So, so once wide. you, so you could pleat on the edge of something uh-huh. that twelve or eighteen inches or whatever your machine allows you, your your cranking pleater allows you to do. But then you couldn't continue down that fabric. Yeah. Does that yeah, make sense? It does. Okay. It does make sense. So uh, I always worry about giving somebody a visualization of how this thing happens. It can happens. be difficult to get right. it across the podcast. So when people say machine smocking or you can do mach- – I can do mach- I can do smocking on my sewing machine. It's a faux smock because when you do it by hand, it will c- it will continue to have a elasticity to it. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because you're actually just picking up – the little um, folds of fabric. Yeah. Okay, you're picking mm-hmm. up on top of the folds of the fabric. So when people say, oh, well, my machine, I can, you know, smock with my son. it It's not a reality. It looks great. So what they're doing is they are pleating it with that mm-hmm. hand pleating machine. And then they're going to their sewing machine and they're using their decorative, decorative stitches, stitches right on top of that. Or they're using an embroidery program right on top of that. But that will stabilize that fabric and it can't be moved. And this can be okay for certain applications. Oh, no. Oh, no. It can look great. But what I'm saying is there's two different kinds. Sure. So the smocking on your sewing machine is not the true smocking, but it is pleats. Now, 
there's the other thing where people gather over elastic thread or yeah. use elastic thread in the bobbin, mm-hmm. and you get, and that is actually people will call it smocking. It's shearing, and that's a different podcast, right? So <laughs> you know, these are ruffle pleats and puffing. You know, it, you know. People don't think the vocabulary is really important until you try to explain something to someone or you're talking to someone. If if you're discussing something with someone else and they don't share the vocabulary the same way you do, you are not communicating well, properly. It won't matter until you're trying to get something done or like asking for help or, or supplies or something like that, you know, like in the group. And sometimes it's hard on Facebook to be like, do you actually mean that? You know, you don't want well, to sound like rude well, or something. Well, and I think if you can remember the, um, we had a, a sewing uh, club. Remember, yeah, I do. And I held up the pillow. <laughs> do you remember? Can, you remember sewing club? I do. <laughs> but in the sewing club, and this was this was towards the end of us having our like within a year or so, I think before we actually closed the brick and mortar, and I held up pillowcase, the pillowcase, and I said. Which is the top and which is the bottom, right? Right. And everyone, the opinions were split. Yes. Some people thought the open end was the top, and some people thought the end with the seam was the top. So you got to know what you're talking about. I still don't know if I know what the right thing is or what I think It's the about open it. end or the closed end. That's the only way. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. That's the only way you can be specific you're because saying, everyone has a different idea of what it, It's not right or hey, wrong. did you see all... Button up, button down? Yeah, everybody got so angry. Oh, yeah. I, lo- I love when people get so angry yeah. about... I don't really love it. And, you know, I know my <laughs> definition of button up and button down, and some people didn't agree with it. And it doesn't matter because if we're not talking about the same thing, we're not going to communicate. That's right. Okay. Well, uh, I hope that clears up some things about ruffling and puffing and pleating. Oh, I thought we were trying to confuse them. Oh. Well, <laughs> we may have accomplished you that think? too. You possibly. Think? I'm I, I love that I got this gathering foot out and I I'm, know now she's like dying to use it. It's burning well, a hole I'm, in her hand here. We need to take a picture of it for the podcast. That's too. true. That would be a so good idea. Be a good one. All right. Well thank you everyone for listening. We're on Instagram, ZD Sewing Studio. You can join the Facebook group and talk directly to me and ZD at Facebook.com slash groups slash self sewn wardrobe. Take it away, Mama. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit sewhere.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com.